rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Marker Mark. Listeners and losses, this is Wastelands. I'm Adam Obscene and with me is Marco Mark. Hey, hey, Adam Obscene. Hey, listeners. Thanks for tuning in yet again. This is uh, part two of Origin Stories in Motor Month. We have just completed the episode where Mark asked me about my connection history and journey through the world of Motorhead and totally stumped the bejesus out of me with dates. We'll rectify some of that in this episode as Mark, as the amazing storyteller and archivalist, has done all his research and he will not only know every single date that are of significance in his story, but he'll also be able to fact check some of the ones that I totally muffed in the last episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Marco, um, in much in the same way where I had a weird convoluted story about my introduction to Motorhead, what mm-hmm. is your gateway drug to the world of Motorhead? <laughs> my, my Motorhead journey of discovery, oh man, like yours, and like a lot of people's, it was from seeing them on The Young Ones, which was a BBC TV show, the episode you referenced, Bambi, where they're off the University Challenge. Um, Motorhead played in their living room and they played Ace of Spades. And it was awesome, terrifying for like maybe I was eight or ten or something. Terrifying, but really electrifying at the same time. And uh, I was like, wow, that's cool. Um, a couple of years, then nothing, you know, um, living in a little town like I was, Motorhead didn't readily come my way uh, until probably about, I think it was like 1988. Uh, I, I can actually, I've actually looked at this a little bit. They were on morning Australian TV, like on the Saturday morning movie reviews and new music uh you know, show, I guess, which was like, um, yeah, just, just a couple of co-hosts talking about everything that was coming out in sort of like youth culture at the time. I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, Motorhead had a single out for called Eat the Rich that was on the um, movie Eat the Rich. So uh, with, again, with returning um, Young Ones uh, stars, Adrian Edmondson and Rick Mayle, uh, I think Nigel Planer was in it too. Sorry, I can't remember. But there was actually, uh, it actually deserves an episode of its own ads because it had some amazing uh, cameos in it. We had Angela Bowie, David's wife, Robbie Coltrane, Dawn French, Jules Holland, Shay McGowan from the Pogues, uh, Paul McCartney was in it. Yep, Nigel Planer, Jennifer Saunders, Bill Wyman, and of course, yeah, Rick Mayle and Adrian Edmondson. So I would have seen them. Uh, in about 1988, which was when they released the um, single and Lemmy. WR Records. And Lemmy was Sorry. in it too. And Lemmy was in it too. <laughs> he sure was. <laughs> he was great in it, actually. So I would have seen that. So there would have been a few years gap, you know, so maybe 85 to 88, something like that. Um, and, and Eat the Rich again for like a, a young guy, like I was early teens or something. That, that was pretty outrageous to see this song, this like hard rock metal song about eating the rich with these, the same guy with the greasy finger, fingerprinted aviators was back on telling me to get into cannibalism, um, which <laughs> was a 
again, scary and electrifying for like a, I don't know, 13 year old or whatever. With with vocals that sound like that he's just gargled razor blades on that particular <laughs> yeah, track. Yeah, it's like, sure, it's, sure. it's insane. What the? Yeah, and I saw him again a couple of years later. I'm sure, you know, like you see the, like I was saying before, you see the ubiquitous uh, Motorhead shirts around. Um, but then I saw them again on, like, it wouldn't have been MTV. It would have been Australia's music program, Rage. Uh, sorry for all our Australian uh, listeners, but for our overseas friends, Rage has been going for decades and it sort of starts late at night and goes through till early morning playing like top 10 and um, new releases and obscurity and stuff like that. And it's free on our ABC, sort of like our government radio uh, TV station. So it's a gateway. If your mum and dad are cool enough to let you stay up, then it's a real gateway to new music uh, when you're a teenager. And my parents were cool enough to let me stay up. So that's when I saw the Ramones, uh, a live clip of the Ramones, no, sorry, Motorhead covering... (laughs) the Ramones and, and their song Ramones. Uh, so, and that was to promote, let me see if I did my research ad. Did I see, uh, da, 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 da. nope, I didn't research for what that live album was. Oh, no. It was, live, <laughs> it was a live clip promoting a live album that they were releasing in about 1991. So, excuse me, Lawsoners, I didn't fact check that. But uh, anyway. So we promised so much at the start of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't help it. Maybe we'll clear that up in the show notes. How's that, Lawsoners? So, yeah, go click on our link tree link in our Instagram bio and uh, you can go through to our show notes proper and I'll, I'll, I'll fact check that and I'll, I'll amend that. Everything louder so, than everything else? Uh, it might have been. It might have been, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything louder than everything else is the 1991 live video and album recorded at performances um, in Munich. Uh, Munich. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah, I've got. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got that on um, VHS. Nice. Anyway, there well, we I, go. We saved the day. Proceed. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Thanks, Dad. Well, there, there you go. I was in year eleven by that time, and there was the guy with the fingerprinty greasy aviators again singing about a band that I had just recently fallen in love with, the Ramones. So uh, that really piqued my interest. And then, um, you know, I I still didn't buy any Ramones stuff at that time. I got into other stuff. A big band I was into was um, Poison Idea, am into is Poison Idea. And on their early years, uh, like compilation CD that came out in the early 90s, there was um, uh, a song of them covering their original song, Motorhead, the Hawkwind song. Um, but then when I really sat down and listened to them was actually you. My, you were my gateway drug to really sit down and, and explore them. So early 90s, early to mid 90s, um, I had just been given um, a car in my grandfather's estate and we, I didn't have a cassette to drive it from your place on the Sunshine Coast, back to my place in Brisbane, about an hour and a half drive. Uh, I, I was I was stoked to have this new car, but it didn't. It had a cassette deck. I didn't have any tapes, so you lent me uh, the best of Motorhead, Ace of Spades, the best of Motorhead uh, cassette. Just reaching for oh. the shelf. 
Oh, if you're on YouTube, listeners, Adam's just grabbed it down off the shelf. That's amazing. There it is. There it is. Adam's holding up the exact uh, copy of it there. Premium Masters, Motorhead, no remorse. Oh, it was no yeah. remorse. But the track listings aren't no remorse because it's got Ace of Spades and Motorhead and Jailbait and Stay Clean and Too Late, Too Late, Killed by Death, Bomber, Iron Fist. It's literally a best of um, all the way oh, through wow. there. Oh, we just got a little a little ding dong. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Overkill, $2.00. Mate. From from uh, right. from a bargain central store that we used to have here in Australia called uh, we can say it now because it doesn't exist anymore Crazy Clarks so um, <laughs> Crazy Clarks absolutely but yeah that's uh, that's yeah. the tape and Lawson as you'll be happy to know that it was returned on his next visit in a pristine mm-hmm. manner however oh. I could tell that it had absolutely been flogged you must have listened to that like a hundred times. I think I did. I think I did. That was that was the nature of the gateway ads. Like I just listened to this and went, oh, of course I had the whole hour and a half to drive home and play it over a couple of times, and I probably dubbed it. And it really uh, has every and it has every it has every staple on this tape. That's why it's so good. Like it's like literally got it all on there, hasn't it? So yeah, it does. It does. So I I ended up uh, finding a copy of it on CD a few years later. And a flatmate had it on CD too, so I was able to get a copy back then. But um, hopefully we'll put the uh, original cassette and the CD I got up on Instagram. That would make for a bit of um, interesting. We might we might uh, do a little video piece. We might do a little, a little uh, here it is. <laughs> Ooh, there it is, yeah. So that was when I really got into it. And like I said, a flatmate around that time also had the same album and a few other Motorhead albums on um cd because he was a bass player and a really big hawkwind and lemmy fan so how uh, long was how long marco was it from listening to that tape on the tape drive home to then like going out and just buying every motorhead album that you could ever <laughs> find <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a while I, I persevered with that um that album for a while and i think i just got like dubbed cassettes and burnt cds off of friends you know i just lived i just lived that piecemeal motorhead life for a while and um as lemmy would have wanted it as lemmy would have wanted it but yeah the 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 fan the fan in me was was still growing so yeah it took took for um i don't know the mid 2000s for me to just go you know fuck it one day on a a boring saturday afternoon i just hightailed it into the city and just went to uh rocking horse and just bought every motorhead cd that they had i just cleaned them out and um and that that yeah, that was it from then on. Um, so, yeah, so I just you know, ground those albums to pieces and slowly started buying albums. Uh, the first vinyl I bought album, was Adam, was actually with you. Um, it was, I think, 2008, 2009. You were in Melbourne and I came down to meet you. Do you remember that? Faintly? Yeah, give me okay. some more details. <laughs> we went, we, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we met in the city. And I was down just for the weekend, and you, I think oh, you were that's here right. with Melbourne Fashion Week. <laughs> Melbourne Fashion Week. Came down for Melbourne Fashion yeah. Week, believe yeah. it or not. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was an Art Deco exhibition at the um, NGV, so uh, National Gallery of Victoria. So I went to the Art uh, Deco exhibition too. That was fantastic. Uh, but anyway, you and I, I think we went to Polyester Records when it was uh, still in the city. And uh, I bought a picture disc version of Ace of Spades. Yeah, I remember. They had done a, a, a re-release batch of um, 
all the Motorhead albums or at least the Bronze Years albums on on picture disc. And I ended up picking up the Ace of Spades one uh, with you. So that was another sort of gateway moment with you involved, as was my first LP purchase. And then after that, yeah, I, I was off off and motoring. Um, I saw them twice. I saw them. Here's where I'm relying on my notes, Lawson. So if you're watching on YouTube, I'm looking down at my notes. Yes, the silly legal pad notes that I uh, I always use to try and stay on top of my blithering. Um, this is also where I, you correct my my maths uh, as well, by the way. <laughs> I saw them. Okay. I saw them in October 2007. And I've kept the little card that we were talking, you know, the, the tour card. Oh, yeah, I've cool. A, yeah. I've kept a bunch of those. So, oh, here we go. Ads, it's, it's on the back here. Uh, the date you said you saw them at the. Uh, no, they didn't. No, you must have. Oh, you saw them at um, 2011 at the Gold Coast Convention Center. Yeah, okay. I, then, yeah. Now we're stitching it together. Now we're stitching it together. Now we're stitching it together. So, two, so sorry, two, two thousand and five. I saw them with Motley Crue and and Casanovas at the Brisbane mm-hmm. Entertainment Centre. Two thousand and seven. Right. You saw this tour. Two thousand and seven. I saw this tour, which is the Kiss of Death tour, and it had Rose Tattoo and Airborne. And I've just got to say, as Rose Tattoo were so good, mm. so good. You can tell that they had been drinking with Motorhead all day because they came out and I don't know how much alcohol it takes for the lead singer, Angry Anderson, to get drunk and actually be like, have the wobbly boots on and be swaying around in the breeze in, behind a microphone. But he had drunk that much alcohol. And from what I can tell, Angry has always been a big partier. So um, I think he had a little bit of trouble keeping up with Lemmy there. Uh, but they got out on stage so fucking tanked. And what I loved about it was uh, it, it was a really pretty small, intimate crowd. You could just mill around in the front row. But it was just like me and a couple of other like music nerds like me. And the whole rest of it was like Hell's Angels and Skinheads. Mm. And I was like, man. And some of their wives, you know, like the big kind of like hair yep. wives yep. with the bleach, with the roots that. Yep. So, you know, still, still living that, still living that 80s dream life, which was fucking awesome to see. And they killed it, man. They absolutely killed it. You could just walk down and just, you know, be a couple of rows away and just look up at them and just wander mm. around and change your position. It was that empty. That's hilarious. But it was yeah, it was great. That's so, that's so, so different. That's so different to my first experience of watching Rose Tattoo. Just as a side note, it was nineteen it was nineteen ninety one Eastern Creek oh, wow. with Rose Tattoo. Oh. <laughs> I'm there with Guns N' Roses. Oh, Eastern Creek Raceway at, yeah. with Guns N' Roses, and, man, and um and Skid Row. Oh, but um, I came, I came back. I came from back from that um from that show. We caught a bus down to Sydney oh. to watch it and I came back so sunburnt I could hardly sit in my seat I reckon I left <laughs> half my skin on that bus coach chair oh. it was horrible but I did, we, there's only like one leather seat on that bus and it's made from your hide yeah it's like obscene hide <laughs> <laughs> man we've that is such a great lineup I think uh the listeners as well as myself would love to hear a rundown of that day at some stage yeah I, I think I don't remember much because I think I got sunstroke <laughs> 
But I do remember, like I do remember a helicopter too. coming in from behind stage, which apparently Axl Rose like like abseiled down on. <laughs> nice. But nice. please, please continue with the motorhead regale. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, so the uh, the card has a little bit of writing on it, and what I'll do, Lawson, is I won't read it out here. I'll just um, I'll just put a, a photo up on Instagram, and you guys can read that for yourself. So that was yeah, October third, two thousand and seven, uh, at the Brisbane Entertain uh, Convention Centre. Sorry, uh, saw them the first time, and then I saw them again. I can't believe oh. I didn't see that concert. I don't know why I didn't go to that concert. Don't know what had happened, mate. Maybe you you were overseas or something. There, that, there would have had to be some really good reason why you yeah, were. That was, you made, yeah, that was a night shift. I think I was overseas. Might have been overseas. Yeah. Uh, I saw them in 2007. And then I had moved to Melbourne a few years later, and I'm still here. Um, shout out to all the lockdown communities. Um, I saw them at Festival Hall in Melbourne. And that was two, uh, 2011, March 26th, 2011. I saw them at uh, Melbourne Festival Hall for the World Is Yours tour. So that's the one that you saw as well, Ad. So to fact check that, yeah, it was March 2011, the World Is Yours tour. And I remember the first song they played was Iron Fist and it kicked ass. And they were supported by regular John, uh, who I had not heard of before then, had not heard of since then. But I know they probably took their name from uh, Queens of the Stone Age song. Uh, yeah, so that was the show I saw was the first night of the Australian shows. That's another little um, little insider thing that I remember too. So after that, like I'm just I had plateaued at full Motorhead fan status, and that's where I remain today. So I buy lots of albums. I get given lots of albums. Um, by the uh, wonderful people closest in my life. And um, I'm still out there uh, trying to buy albums and stuff like that. I don't have them all. They're, they're um, discography. It's huge. I love it. Yeah. And I like that there's like there's the standard releases, but then there's all the um, really cool like oddities and collaboration releases. They're the ones I really dig. Like, yeah. Like that absolutely. one, I, we'll do a show, a little show about the uh, the motorhead girls girls school split ep that i've got which is like such a great album where they're all dressed up as gangsters on the front cover yeah so so, that's so so cool cool. that's so cool so that was my origin story ads and um they're just a great band you know like i've never been i've never been a big kiss fan but i've always wished i was a kiss fan because their merch and their all the fun things about them like they're such a a fun band mm. uh it's always kind of like ah well i wish i liked them because that would be cool to collect so much merch it's so easy to collect mm. uh so i guess sort of in that way like that's another reason why i really like motorhead and i still collect today is because yeah they're they're sort of like my kiss you can get lots of merch you can get lots of i dare i say bootleg leg merch um and I yeah you I think said bootleg merch <laughs> Bootleg merch. Um, <laughs> uh, that yeah. might be a name of a Melvin, close to the name of a Melvin, Melvin's album. Um, but yeah, they're just a really fun band to be into, and they're badass at the same time. They're mm. fucking badass, I, and it's. I definitely yeah. believe that there is an episode we'll do this month where we just sort of like show the bits and bobs, like all the sort of things that isn't necessarily music 
music related, but you know, statuettes and T-shirts, and we'll go through. You mentioned that last episode too. That I think there's definitely mm-hmm. a Motorhead Show and Tell T-shirt episode in this in this lot. So. Um, yeah. Get ready oh, yeah, for some video content, I think, because yeah, you know, show and tell doesn't work just with two goons talking about it. So yeah, to actually <laughs> see it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I think actually probably to um, probably to outro my sort of come, you know, Motorhead fan experience would have coming been actually <laughs> <laughs> coming. Yeah, I guess coming of age, but probably to finish this episode adds. My last little um, anecdote that I almost forgot to tell you was um, I went and saw the the live stream of uh, Lemmy's memorial at Cherry Bar uh, when when it was his funeral. So um, Cherry Bar was the like licensed Australian venue that that um, Motorhead's people had booked. Oh, that's to, right. Uh, I remember you told me you you actually um you actually messaged me from it. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. And I took my my friends Courtney and Jeff and um and it was great it was it started really early in the morning because of the time uh, difference the, yeah the time difference and um so we got there uh because I don't, I don't drink I, I got there bright and bushy tailed uh with Jeff and Courtney who were like a little on the seedy side at about sort of like 7 15 in the morning like super early a cherry bar was open everyone was bleary eyed and um we're all sort of walking towards park and walking down um industry towards the um, venue in ACDC Lane, shout out, um, and th- th- everybody who had like a Motorhead shirt on and band shirts, it was obviously going to Cherry Bar, like there was just some trashed people, like they had decided to party all night, stay up all night, then, you know, catch a cab or an Uber into the, the memorial, so I ended up walking down the street talking to a couple of drunkards that were just so off tap. So, um, cheers and shout out to those people that were probably too wasted to remember the memorial anyway. But that was that was probably my sort of, you know, obituary. Maybe my my outro for this episode is uh, going to the um, Lemmy Memorial at Cherry Bar and just sharing that time. That was a really nice, solemn vibe. Like it was really like a a memorial service. But sharing that with other um, Motorhead fans diehard fans from all around melbourne you know and there was every walk of life there and from, from your bikers right through to your you know your dowdy sort of business people business people <laughs> and you know office dwellers uh so and and everybody was like yeah we you know there was absolutely no uh tension at all between any of the different you know crews that turned up it was just about seeing Lemmy off and uh, having a couple of early beers and, um, you know, staving off the hangover. So, and, and a really good uh, Motorhead cover band played afterwards and they were great. That's great. That's great. Were they called Motorizer? <laughs> Probably. I can't remember. I can't remember what they were called, but they were really good and really fun. And, and the singer even did the, the mutton chop nice. attached to the mustache. Nice. That's deal. awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. listeners, we're going to um, wrap this up, but just so we sort of thought it was important to get our origin stories in in the early part of the month. Um, the next few shows will be a combination of show and tells, reviews, odds and sods. Um, there'll be some director video stuff. We'll do some solo things as well as some collaborative things as the mm-hmm. need fits. But um, so the next one up will probably be a little uh, album review from Marco, but um, listeners. Sure. That you remember, 
if you've got your favourite Motorhead moments, if there's anything that we've been talking about over the last shows that sort of, uh, you know, rang a bell, tickled your fancy, you know, had an echo, um, drop us a line, let us know, Absolutely. tell us your stories, um, we'll mention them, give you a shout out. Um, there's uh, been some little bit of chitter chatter with some of our peeps out in the world of looking at researching bits and pieces, which we'll talk about in later episodes as well. So, um, but right now, remember at Wastelands Radio Show, you'll get us on everything. Go to Instagram, follow the link tree, all those bits and pieces. Marco, Mark, thank you for your tales of history and journey of discovery of of Motorhead on this all glorious month of months of Motorhead month. Uh, is there anything more you'd like to add? Uh, thanks for listening, listeners. Uh, thanks, Adam, for letting me uh, tell th- those stories. And it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. No escape, human. No one to hear your cries. Before you say another word, it's over! It's finished! Like this. Give me the pearl, and your life may be spared.